everyone and welcome back to Tough and Tarmac. On this episode, we will be celebrating Women and Girls in Sport Week with our guests Anne Savage, Leanne Mayhew and Sammy Philsell. They will be introducing themselves and their experiences as women in motorcycle sport. So hello ladies and welcome to the podcast. How are you all doing? Really well, thank you. Good. Yeah, great, thanks. Good. Yeah, really happy to be involved. (laughs) Good, very good. (laughs) Um, so we'll just fire in with the questions then. Um, so can you each tell me what discipline you ride in and how you got started there? Um, so I'm Anne and my discipline is Supermoto. Great. And how did you get started? Um, oh, how did I get started? Um, so, well, with Supermoto, it was when I moved to Scotland in 2014, my partner was um, a Supermoto rider and I... I I used to um, ride bikes when I was about seven or eight, my dad and my brothers, um, like doing enduro and stuff. Um, and then I really didn't touch bikes, apart from my road bike, didn't touch competition until I met my partner, I moved to Scotland and I started going to Supermoto. Um, and then I just thought, well, I can do that. So I bought um, a mini bike Supermoto and started riding that. Then I started competing in uh, uh, the British Supermoto and the Scottish Supermoto Championships. Um, I did all right, did quite well. I managed to win the British last year and I think I won the pit bike a few years ago. Um, And then I ended up organising, well, helping, well, there's me and a team of people organised the Scottish Supermoto Championship, which we had our first full season of this year with SACU. Um, so, yeah. Nice. That all sounds amazing. <laughs> um, I re- uh, road race on a Kawasaki ZXR400. And um, I started off um, about 2004 on a sidecar and as a passenger. Okay. Um, and then I had a shoulder operation about nine years later and I couldn't hold on anymore. So uh, I decided to go into two wheels instead. <laughs> How did you find that transition? Uh, quite a bit different because I'd never I'd never driven the sidecar before. So okay. I didn't I needed to kind of tap into my sort of uh, not aggression but competitiveness yeah you know I mean? yeah definitely it's different. I'm not really I'm quite a placid person so I just <laughs> I've never really bothered about that kind of thing <laughs> but I had to I've finally got into sort of being more aggressive on the track no that sounds great um so I'm Sammy uh, I I'm ended up doing boss in the enduro side of things um, and I'm just hearing, obviously, Leanne saying, uh, sorry, Anne saying that it was your other half that kind of got you into it. We were exactly the same. So my other half, Tim, was moving to Scotland and we, we very much had the conversation of like, what sport do we want to do together that we can actually do here? Um, and I'd previously done a couple of sort of ladies days down south and uh, kind of really enjoyed it, but didn't really know how to get into the sport. So we started doing a couple of lessons up together, but I mean, I've only been riding sort of 18 months. So obviously most of that's been during lockdown. So we literally kind of bought the bikes and then kind of went into lockdown. As it all started coming out, we started having lessons with Kev Murray 
um, and he's been he's been great but it's just been a case of kind of learning everything like quite from scratch so I'm hoping we haven't picked up too many bad habits because actually everything that we've done is like at the moment it's really forced he keeps laughing at me because I kind of listen to everything that he says like right do this okay we'll do this and then don't actually um yeah but not none of it's kind of smooth flowing yet so I've obviously not got half the experience that you guys have got um but I have come into it and sort of learned how to ride a bike from scratch age whatever I am um so yeah it's been di- different different world yeah so have you done many competitions uh, I've done a few now I've just done the um I finished my first hare and hounds two weeks ago um so I was quite happy about that because with the three hours of riding and to be honest the more inti- the more intimidating thing about the hare and hounds that I think I didn't expect to find was how much people are lapping you so it's really it's fine at the start when like the fast people are lapping you that that's not a problem um because they just come past you but then later on when people that are obviously better than you because they're lapping you but not that much they're kind of toddling past you it's like the wacky races at the back um I found that quite scary so yes we did a couple last year um but I didn't manage to finish them so for me finishing this year was like a big thing wow that's amazing well done thanks um so moving on who is your biggest inspiration in motorcycle sport oh okay so it's um so you know my obviously my brother and my dad who no one's ever heard of uh really really inspired me I was surrounded by bikes as a kid and um my elder sister used to have posters of Evil Knievel and Barry Sheen in her wardrobe hanging up I mean this is how old I am and (laughs) but I was lucky enough to go to school with Carl Fogarty's cousin and she was my best friend at school so obviously Carl Fogarty's a huge hero um but present day I would have to say um so the Scott Scott Murray and Jamie Duncan I know Jamie's done a podcast just incredible supermoto riders came from motocross like trans transitioned to supermoto like in an epic style that I think Jamie's won the British Championship quite recently and the female supermoto riders from the British Championship some some of who are you know up there with the B's so there's A's B's and C's A's being elite I'm in the C's up there you know uh, snapping at the heels of um, the top riders of the B's a constant inspiration Um, I think in fact, I know that it's only 7%, because I, I fact-checked before I came on today, 7% female riders to male riders in um, England and Wales, and in Scotland, there's only 4% female. Oh so, you know, it's a long, a long way to go, but it's, yeah. you know, it's definitely things like this that should hopefully inspire, like, young girls. And there's a few like very young girls coming along to the track at the minute, which is really exciting. And we really, really want to push them. But it's really difficult because like we were saying before, Sammy, if, if you don't, have, like I had my brothers, if you don't have that um, connection with motorcycle sport, for girls especially, it's really difficult to just stumble across it. You, you know, it, it's, um, it's, you've got to know someone who get who's into it in order to sort of, like the, in order for there to be no barriers towards the sport so hopefully, yeah, definitely. so like hopefully this will um 
go a long way towards breaking down those barriers. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, because a lot of the um, women and girls we have spoke to so far, it's kind of been they've got connections to the sport already and that's how they've come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully with things like this, we'll be able to just ease that barrier. It's kind of like my whole family and because uh, my dad was a sidecar passenger in the 80s. Yeah. And we, I grew up all around uh, motorbikes and stuff like that. So it's just kind of really anybody that's done the TT is an inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <I would've said. laughs> Your family. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> um, for, for me, it's got to be little Christina Palmer. Um, I don't know if you guys have sort of come across her, but she's 15 years old and she's absolutely killing it in the sort of enduro world. Um, but she's actually like competitive with all the guys her age group as well. Um, but not just that and the ability wise, but actually as a as a person, she's really cool. Like just like a lovely person, really kind. Um, she broke her pelvis this summer um, and has been has been out of action for kind of three to six months. Really struggled with it. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, when I did the hair and hands up at Tay, and I just sort of said to her, "Do you do you want to come with me?" Like. Get, get out of the house a little bit and she just again kind of smashing life she was like yeah well and kind of grabbed like grabbed it by like just took the opportunity so she came up with me we had a little sleepover the night before um and she ended up sort of being like my my pit crew um so just the two of us went up and did it so it was it was really nice to be able to be because obviously I've come into the sport with my other half but he was away so it was nice to still be able to go do an event and yet I've got a 15 year old absolute pro as my picture. <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, can I just add to that as well? Because um, I've been to the Scottish six days trial with my other half, and I know for a fact um, he was beaten by Emma Bristow, another amazing woman in uh, motorcycle sport, and, uh, and several other women actually beat him at the Scottish. So, uh, total heroes. Yeah. Wow. Nice one. It's great the amount of women and other people you get to meet in sport that you maybe wouldn't come across whenever you're not taking part in it. It's lovely. Yeah, Yeah. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. So what would you say your biggest motivation is as a rider? Um, to beat the boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's weird because I'm, I'm not sure if it's the same with road racing or enduro, but I constantly feel like I've got a target on my back. Um, and I know it's, you can just hear the murmurings that I can't be beaten by a woman. Um, so when you do, you know, like um, do well against men, it's, it's really rewarding, shall we say. But I mean, it shouldn't really be about that. My biggest motivation is... Uh, I can't explain it. I just love riding bikes. I love the thrill. I love the danger. Uh, I love the competitiveness and, you know, really enjoy um, encouraging youngsters into the sport. But from a personal level, biggest motivation is just go as fast as you can and try and beat as many men as you can along the way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we make be small in numbers, but beat them. <laughs> um, I think it's just a fun Definitely, I think part of everything is just getting out there, having fun, being able to enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever been able to afford it. Yeah. There's no way I would have been able to afford it when I was like 12 year old or anything. Mum and dad wouldn't have been able to. No, I know that's the thing, they're very expensive. 
uh, sports to get into. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's fun for me. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest motivation has to be like like enjoying your weekends and actually able to sort of work hard during the week and then but be able to do what you want on the weekends. Okay. Um but I yeah, I think the, the motivation is it's just to kind of not let myself down. I know it sounds really silly, but I'm like I'm not at this stage where I'm ever going to be competitive. I've come come into it too late and, and that's okay. And actually being competitive, I've, I say I didn't care, that's a total lie, but like that's not the main motivation. Yeah. Um, but it's just about kind of what Anne was saying, like just love, kind of being on my bike, that sort of feeling. We went riding in uh, Dubai in the sand dunes a couple of weeks last month. Um, and the feel, I, I'm, a, I'm an ex, I used to ski race as a kid. So actually just the feel from skiing was so similar to riding in the dunes, just kind of coming up and over, like everything that, it was all the same sort of sensations that I used to get skiing and obviously that's yeah. not happened recently. Um, so I, yeah, it was, it was really nice to actually feel, I say feel competent. I'm definitely not competent. I'm still, like, I'm still having to think about every single like, input into the bike. Um, but so I think the most the motivation is probably actually to like learn to get better because it's quite nice to have another skill. Um, so when we're doing competitions and I'm kind of beating people, I almost like don't see it as girls, boys are indifferent. It's like, oh, I'm like I'm moving up the ranks. It kind of doesn't matter where that is. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's I just I just love it. Nice. Um so how does it feel during a race and after a race? Oh God! Um, <laughs> the, like literally, sometimes physically sick, shaking, can't eat. Like mainly, don't eat all day. I might be able to chew the end off a banana, um, and it, it. But then, like, I think about this a lot, and it's like well, I sometimes go, "Why on earth do I put myself through this? I can't stand it. It's horrendous." Um, and then obviously get out and track and everything's fine. I mean, I'm really small and I've just moved up to a 450, which is quite a challenge because I'm five, what, three and a half, five, four. And my biggest fear now is not falling off in the grid on the grid because <laughs> I'm sure the other girls here can appreciate what I'm saying. So um, once once I get going, it's you, all that goes out your head. And obviously you come back and either you're absolutely devastated because you came off or you lost a few places or, you know, fingers crossed, you managed to gain that. It doesn't even matter if you won. It's if you if you pass the person you wanted to pass or you just feel like you've done your best. The feeling is absolutely irreplaceable. The best feeling on the planet. Um, so, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> A constant mix of emotions. Constant, yeah. yeah. It's, I would not change it for the world. Um, everything she said, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you do. You feel you feel nervous before you go out, and you're get like dry mouth and sh not shaking, but just kind of like, sort of excited about it. And then when you get on the grid, you're like, just just change the lights. <laughs> I don't know if you've got. I don't know if you've got red. We've got the red lights, and they just go off. Yeah, so and then they're holding them, for, holding them for ages, and you're like, hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> and then once you're actually the first corner is the kind of worst bit for me. I'm not aggressive enough to get in front of people. Yeah, but it's kind of heartbeats all high, and then um, once you start getting settled in, it's it, it's just getting 
like a rhythm going and yeah. you're you're always concentrating on the next person mm-hmm. and whoever you're fighting racing with or uh like i've actually started doing back markers now for a change because i'm usually the one that's getting lapped <laughs> <laughs> but i've actually started being the one that is laughing now for a change nice. um but it's quite um it's quite hard actually coming up to back markers and trying to you have to like concentrate away away ahead of yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, once you kind of cross the finishing line, it's just <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But when we're on the start line, everyone sort of goes off, but it's a three-hour race, so actually, the getting to the first corner is just not important for definitely not for me, but actually, in, in argument, like, probably not for the race. So for us, it's like actually the I quite like the sort of race prep and putting all your kits on and like two or three days before we check all the bolts on the bikes and make sure we've actually got everything and like water packs filled up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but actually the morning of it, it's it's kind of adrenaline and like you're quite excited to be getting out on your bike. But I don't I, it's it's probably not the ups and the downs that you guys get from from the races that you do but it, it so it's yeah d- different um but I think it's a probably a more friendly way to get into it but you are then having to ride your bike for three hours so I don't know it depends, <laughs> depends on what you actually think of as friendly yeah. um so yeah and then again at the end of it you just I think it's kind of relief that I, I was saying that I was going to say relief that it's over but actually the only one that I've actually managed to get to the end of um properly it was I was just really kind of I guess like proud of myself which is yeah. still a weird thing to say but I think that's why I keep saying it yeah no definitely I mean just finishing one race or when you finish your 100th race you're always going to be so proud of yourself for getting out there and being able to do it as you should be yeah yeah I think it's a case of like doing like you want to obviously you want to start it and then when you get to the end it's a uh, you you kind of you know you've completed something so it's an achievement Mm -hmm. definitely yeah as long as you've ridden your best Anne (laughs) well yeah like people say oh it's it's not the winning it's taking part that's utter nonsense I mean really (laughs) I totally agree (laughs) it's nonsense however hats off to you for doing a three-hour anything that's just beyond my comprehension that's immense um you know our race is um normally last 20 minutes when that, and that's including gridding up in the warm-up lap so three hours you know that's impressive <laughs> or, or really stupid <laughs> so do you get any breaks or is it just three hours straight three hours straight so it's three hours as many as many laps as you can do and because I'm riding so efficiently I'm not sure that's a complete technical term um but I don't actually need to refuel either because I don't use enough fuel. Most people will come in for like a fuel and a fee break. So I think yeah. I, I had my, my ladies wee in the middle of Waterloo, absolutely perfect. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just rode all the way through. Nice one. So what's the biggest benefit you get from motorcycle sport? Okay, so there's the riding side and then there's the organising side for me because I would say doing the championship of the uh, in Scotland of the Scottish Supermoto this year has been the most probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life it's we've had so many kids come through um 
I think uh, we've gone from, I think, a maximum of what, 15, 20 competitors last year to 47 this year. It's almost doubled. So it's just amazing. Um, but from a ride, riding point of view, um, benefits would be social side, um, fitness, mental health. Me and my partner have got something that we both do together. Yeah. <laughs> That's really important for me anyway. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, like the other girls here, I'm sure you don't actually think, oh, I'm a girl doing motorbike racing. Once you're in it, you're just in it. And um, but the benefits are just all above fitness, friends, traveling, healthy relationship, healthy me, love it all. Yeah, <laughs> it must be great being able to go to your partner and well, if you say training, because we do um, the Scottish Championship one weekend and then the British another weekend, I only ride my bike two weekends um, a month. Okay. So it's just mainly competition with yeah. like one warm-up day because where I live in Aberdeen, it's so far from the nearest track. Um, there are no local tracks. That, I would say that's the downside to probably road racing that you might agree with and... You know, if it was um, motocross or enduro, there's a lot more places you could go, whereas it's the travel time for to find a track is really difficult. Yeah. So yeah. it's literally turn up, race, go home. No <laughs> <laughs> literally riding round. <laughs> so where that's the closest track to you? Uh, well, Crail, our Scottish oh, Supermoto oh, home okay. track, which is, to, um, is it's about two hours from Aberdeen to Crail. Okay. Um, it's kind of, I've not, noticed over, see when we had the lockdown and we didn't really, I only got about two races that year or something. It actually makes a difference to my mental health. Yeah. See, I can't really explain it properly, but I felt so down yeah when I wasn't able to get out and I know it sounds a bit sad I wasn't allowed to get in my bike but <laughs> no but it's a very good point I think a lot of people have been affected by Covid and lockdowns and stuff yeah. you don't actually realise how much just getting out there and being able to clear your head how much it takes your mind off things and just helps you get through life sometimes I think it's opened a lot of people's eyes this year yeah it made a big difference to me anyway so like this year's basically been a full year just about and yeah. it made such a big difference. Well, yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest benefit is just about kind of being it, like having a focus and actually having something to work on mm -hmm. um, that isn't work. So you've obviously got work during the week. Get get your head down. Get on with that. Um, I'm quite lucky that it is mostly. I was going to say Monday, Friday, nine to five. It's Monday to Friday. Uh, let's leave it at that. So actually the weekends are kind of that, that's our time. And yeah, same as Anne, we kind of, we, we do it together. So like we went, we're out on, on Sunday in the far, like in the forest outside in the mud for the full day, but actually we're doing it together. So I think if Tim was off doing it without me, I'd be like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Um, and then equally vice versa. So yeah, we it's I think the biggest benefit is actually just getting outside and kind of a combination of Leanne and Anne's like it's yeah for your mental health but also getting to spend time with your other half. So yeah, definitely echoing everyone else's thoughts. Lovely, that sounds good. Um so we touched on um 
the percentages of women and the sport compared to that of men. So it was 4% you said, Anne, wasn't it? There's two uh, girls out of, I've estimated, 45 riders and in the U in um in England there's I think six of us in the British out of about 80 riders so quick google I gave you the stats of eight percent of 4.4 percent um so it's it's difficult isn't it because I mean there's so many um ways to look at it you know it's not necessarily something that most girls would um, automatically get into and like we were saying before yeah. it's family connections if you've got brothers or dads you're more likely to um, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who's who's just come out the woodwork and just got into and sorry I'm talking about girls or women who, who haven't had that um, infrastructure of you know support by family so I'm, I'm not sure what the answer to that is maybe some of the other girls might have an idea yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we chose motorbiking because that was like that was my decision, um, and that was because I'd done a couple of girls' days. Um, so that down south there was kind of ladies' days on. Again, it was on, it was at a track of one of my friends' husbands' rides there. Um, so so we went along. It was like not that expensive, but it was just like get the girls in, and we had such, it was I think it was like half an hour sessions, but they just did it throughout the whole day. Um, and we had such an amazing time. We're like, we have to go back. Um, so we actually said, like, have you got any cancellations? So we went and had like a picnic on a side of a river, waiting for somebody to not show up so we could still be there within their half an hour of slot. Um, but but again, it, it's knowing that that was even on. So I can't. I, I, we would have only known about it because of him. Yeah. Um, but then we've done. But but then we went from there. And then, as I said, when Tim sort of came up here he actually wanted to go into rallying and doing sort of the car side of things. But my thought was like, if we're going to do something, then I want it to be physical. And in my opinion, sitting in a car is not like, it's not physical enough um, for the weekends. Cause I sit pretty much right here all, all during the week. So it, it, yeah, it you was know. a, so I think trying to get more people involved, you, it's definitely like a marketing thing mm -hmm. and just an awareness of like, this is a sport that you can take up. And it's enjoyable so I think there's a lot of females that or that there's not very many females that would want to start a sport in there when they're adults and be necessarily be competitive at it because actually they're almost never going to be yeah. um unless you unless you commit your whole life to that so personally I think it's about more making it accessible to enter but then also having like the, the forest trips and the sort of big bike days and the it biking as a as a whole concept being accessible like without it having to be competitive yeah yeah can I ask sorry I don't mean to quit so when you went on your ladies day did they provide uh, the bikes everything yeah so that's yeah that's a great idea we used we did that at Scottish Supermoto we are just slight plug we are doing that now with the um mini bikes the 150s and I think it's really, really important cool. isn't it? you know because who can afford to go out and buy a bike in case you know you may or may not like it so that's that's where the um that's where it lies isn't it to to provide all that so people can just turn up and see if they like it yeah yeah I mean I've just also I've just I've just did my bike test over the summer and um, so I finally actually got a license and um, but again that was done through BMW um 
Motorad in Edinburgh. And that was amazing. Moto Joe, you sort of show up and you, um, I can't remember how, how I actually did it, but basically we did like a few lessons, did my module one, did a few more lessons, did my module two. And then at the end, but that whole thing is, is designed so that when you get to the end of it, you buy a bike. So they've actually got packages running at the moment where you don't necessarily have to commit to it, but you can go along being a, a never ever and speak to the guys at Motorrad and they'll actually put you on a, that you can either buy a bike and you almost get your license included not not quite as straightforward as that but bear with me or you can go go through your license and then at the end of it you can buy a bike for for a sort of monthly cost that's actually affordable and makes the whole thing a lot easier yeah I definitely yeah. um as i'm sure uh, james whittam i think it was whittam that did a full like female track day because a lot of um road like the track day women don't want to do track days because the men are intimidating to, to some of them anyway it must be intimidating for women just coming into the sport when there's so little in numbers and then yeah. there's all these men there um, it's definitely better than it was yeah because yeah. i started in about 2004 and there really wasn't many no especially on solos there was quite a few sidecar passengers, mm -hmm. but um, I mean, there's, there's it's much better now than it was. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think in terms of barriers, definitely the yeah. cost, because it is so expensive, and then intimidation as well, and just not really known about it in the awareness. Well, if any young ladies would like to come along to Scottish Safe Motel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> help you out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what do you think can be done to get more women and girls involved in motorcycle sport? Well, I think well, the ladies have just hit the nail on the head, haven't they? Make it uh, break down the barriers, be able to come along um, without the expense of buying all the equipment beforehand, having a tryout. Um, and I, I actually don't think it's as intimidating as as you might think, because I've always been opened with, you know, I'm sorry, I've always been welcomed with open arms and like really pally with all the lads and they're always been really encouraging. Um, so I would say get along to your local club because that's the best entry level, um, you know, and just try, just try it out, just come along, try it out. Yeah. Really yeah, I think any of the intimidation is actually like it's all in our heads because yeah. I think when the three of us all showed up for the first time, actually, I'm guessing. Well, you guys mentioned you sort of grown up around it, but it, it definitely I I didn't feel any more intimidated because I was a woman. I felt intimidated because I was a beginner trying a new sport, yeah. and I think sometimes you've got to sort of separate the two yeah. because it is scary doing something new, and and that's okay. Um, but equally, if if anyone sort of I don't know ever sat on a bike before, you're actually one step ahead of most of the people. Like Kev's set up a a, a school right off road Scotland. He's got beginners bikes. He does it in a field, so in like a, a safe environment. He's got stuff at, up at Creef Hydro again, so like safe safe environments to learn on. So actually, you can go whether you're male, female, a group of girls, group of guys. It doesn't matter because you've got a way. That you're not having to fork out. I, I didn't even think of that earlier when we were speaking. But yeah, you've got there's a way that you can 
borrow bikes without having to fork out money to buy them just to see if you like it and actually you could do that almost weekly for however long until you decide that actually I want my own suspension setting or I want my own this I want my own that I mean to be honest the biggest game changer for me was actually you mentioned um standing on the start line and maybe falling off your bigger bike and um, I had my suspension done and I, I put it off for about the first I don't know 12 well yeah 12 months or so um, because I was like I'm not going to notice that I'm not good enough to notice it but then when I had it done it then we, we brought it down made made my bike shorter and actually now I can pretty much get both feet down which it, it doesn't look any different but the amount of people that even sort of shorter men came up to me at the last event they're like have you have you had your bike done I like, yes I have do you want to go because <laughs> it's now just really fun um but it, but it is still a, a man's bike but just short, shortened so I think that's probably made yeah. the biggest like intimidation difference because all of a sudden I can put my feet down yeah so what advice would you give for someone um thinking about joining the sport do it absolutely don't think twice yeah biggest barriers you know in your head and the fear of it once you go uh like the other girls were saying you sit on a bike you know you take it step by step um don't be afraid you've got nothing to lose everything to gain yeah definitely yeah totally agree see when i first started there was you get loads and loads of people offering you advice and telling you you should be doing that, you should be doing that, but I think you just need to relax and do it the way you want to do it. Obviously take the advice, but just <laughs> don't always, they're, they're not always there to help you. <laughs> yeah, I think they all mean well, don't they? Yeah. Um. So that's us answered all our questions um so do any of you have anything else you would like to add or any sponsors or teammates you would like to shout out i'd really like to obviously big up scottish supermoto um 2022 we run from march to october with an endurance race in november um that's a eskc in crail um ages seven to my age that's ancient um and just um check us out on scottish supermoto lovely yeah i'm um, just looking at a knock hill racing track and uh, the east east fortune is my my favorite uh, croft racing track <laughs> nice. and just uh, everybody that's helped me over the years lovely we can, yeah, so I think for, for us, it's definitely, part, so we've put together Project Dakar because um, my other half wants to show that you can go from novice to Dakar in a couple of years. So he's on a mental challenge. Um, but through, through the back of that, we've had some amazing support from obviously Kev, I've mentioned him a couple of times, but that's Ride Off Road Scotland. Um, Sterling Trailer Centre have been incredible. They've given me a trailer when Tim's been off doing like actual proper things. Um, They've given me a trailer so I can actually go and race without them. Michelin has sorted us out with, with sort of tires, but not, not just the physical things, but actually being able to speak to them and say, what moose goes with this? How do I do this? I'm stuck here. What, what can you help with? So it's actually been like proper advice, like a, a real partnership. And um, Teng Tools have, given, uh, have helped us out with all the, the 
actually having a, a working toolbox, which is amazing. Um, well, people come around and see the house and I'm like, yeah, but if you see my toolbox, it's, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> and then I guess as well, like the SACU, because actually without you guys, like we wouldn't have um, we, we wouldn't have a Scottish board for this. So yeah, just thank you very much. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's been lovely to have you on, ladies. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully we can get you back on in a few months or a year's time and we can hear about all your achievements and how well you've all done. Fingers crossed. Thank yeah. you very much, Rachel. No problem. Thanks, Rachel. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.